With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, I've really enjoyed that. Love the job. Really <laughs> yeah. Right. We're back. All three of us, bit of a story to tell. Robbo and I tried to record when you couldn't be asked on Thursday. My internet was crap. Couldn't do it. Sorry. So we're going to have to try and cover off a little bit of the semis and then just go into the final. Oh, there's never You've a good got a time semi? To cover... What? There's never a good time to cover up with a bit of a semi. <laughs> Rob... Robbo and I, because Huge wasn't there, we came up with like, as we do, because we're both like, act like we're six, even though we're about to turn 40. We're going to announce Eugene's side for him, knowing that he I'll was... Tell I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I've got it. I've still got... <laughs> Eugene, I can't believe you've sent me this team for the, for the final and the draft. Go on. Bear with. <laughs> Good side. By the way, your side. I actually didn't select a side. With... Yeah, and you still beat me. And for some reason, opening the batting, you had you went for a New Zealand pair of Finn Allen and Devon Conway, which was interesting. <laughs> they went to the final. Or oh, is this the same yeah. as which one? No, 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 no this was for the final. We thought it was yeah. an interesting side. You went for David Warner at, at three. Again, interesting choice. Your, your, we thought that you were very brave to keep your sort of the mainstay of your side throughout. Which, so she had Sharma and yeah. uh, Stoinis. Obviously, you 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 had him in. Big fan, Jimmy Nisham. And then for some reason, you you changed your all rounds around a bit and went for Shaky Al Hassan, which I, I thought was an, <laughs> an interesting choice. Obviously, being South African, you then had a couple of them in Quinton de Kock. And uh, Gidi, another mainstay of your side was Oshdeep Singh, and then your big, yeah. your big man from the semi-final, uh, from sorry the the last group game, who was your main draft in. You you sacrificed points, I believe, in but Mitchell Stark. We thought you couldn't leave him out. Of course, <laughs> I yeah. can't, Rob. I can't remember who was my captain. Oh, that's right. I did put this. Uh, Sharma was your captain. Oh, Obviously, shit. you stuck loyal to him, and De Kock was your vice captain. Right. So. Yeah. And I still yeah. scored, and I still scored more points. And than you, you still got more points than me. <laughs> well, I definitely got more points than your mum with that side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have made fourteen transfers and got more points than my mother did somehow. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> I don't know. She's the first person I've ever seen get a minus figure 
in a fantasy. <laughs> well, it's not actually because after the first round of games in the semi final, in the first semi final, Jono did have minus 50. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Well, even more on that because so after the first semi final, I phoned Robbo in a panic and I was like, fuck, 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 He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, I've only got 13 bastard players in my squad. So they've, <laughs> said, they've said I'm not allowed any points. As if, as if I was going to somehow miraculously end up in the top eight. You know, I could have picked 14 teams and not ended up in the top fucking eight, to be honest. And I've had a disgraceful time at the end part of it. But, but yeah, so it's, so yeah, so it's been, look, it's been a brilliant World Cup. I predicted Indian, Pakistan. Let's talk about the semis, shall we? Should we go New Zealand, Pakistan first? We'll do them in order. Got a place to start. Um, Pakistan are a good, they're a good side. I mean, we're obviously seeing that today, but we'll come on to that. But they, they're a good side, aren't they? they they've been a very good side in New Zealand. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I sort of mentioned them as an outside bet at the start. They've got the best bowling attack in, well, they've certainly got the best seamers for me. Not anymore. They've all got injured today. Well, that's true. Any one of them did. The other one bowled unbelievably well. Well, the other two of the others have bowled unbelievably well. But yeah, they, they beat a good New Zealand side. The New Zealand are the, the same as they, they are, but you know exactly what you're going to get. And they did that. New Zealand for the first, for the, only the second team in the tournament after their first game to get more than 130. And obviously we've seen England manage to do that again today in the final. But Pakistan's side only three times in this tournament went for more than 130 runs. Shows how good their bowling attack. Mm. Yes, I know it's been slightly more bowler-friendly conditions. We had a bit of a talk about that on the preview. Yeah, they, and they were the, they were the two sides that got to the final, not to jump on too far, but the two sides that got to the final, both lost their first two games, or both played poorly in their first two games. England didn't lose, played poorly in their first two games, <laughs> and then progressively got better. So it just shows that in a World Cup, and India were found to do this, South Africa were found to do it, New Zealand were found to get the other. They use peaking at the start. It's about peaking at the right point. And yes, South, uh, Pakistan had a bit of luck to get, even get through to the semi-final, but they they are a very good team. Eugene, any thoughts on that first semi-final? Good game. Good game of cricket. Better team won. As Robert said, you know, I think the conditions were, were well suited to Pakistan. I was very much tracking them to do what they did in 1992. It was funny how there were so many similarities about yeah, yeah. the line getting through. And, yeah, yeah. So, oh, it was good. You know, great. And, you know, I'm glad they made it through to the final. It would have been better with a an India-Pakistan final purely because of the numbers and the spectacle of it. But, you know, we'll, we'll get on to the final. I mean, there were 80, 000, over 80,000 there today, which was it, it's a phenomenal number regardless. But, yeah, I think it would have been full to the rafters, wouldn't it, if it had been India-Pakistan. Okay, unpopular opinion. New Zealand are the new chokers of world cricket. South Africa are now allowed to take that hat off and put it on the Kiwis. We can even design it as a bucket hat if they want, and maybe we can make some matching jandals for them. But genuinely, New Zealand, I think, because they don't offend anybody, because they're just really nice people and laid back and blah, 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 you know, they are, other than the World Test Championship, people go, oh, aren't, aren't, aren't the Kiwis really good? Semi-final here, semi-final there. Lost here, lost in the final there, lost in the final. <laughs> Look, South Africa avoided the rush and just got knocked out in the group stages. They choked super early. So, you know, they, they, they couldn't have the tab, the tag, should I say. Yeah. Do you I not mean, think I've got a point, different. though? Do you not, do you not yeah. think it's just a perception thing? Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that people... I think you, you are... Yes, you're right. I don't. I've. I've. I laugh and I take the piss out. Of, I've taken the piss out of South Africa. I think 
for being chokers. And I think the reason you look at when they got that tag at the sort of late nineties, early noughties, kind of, they were a freaking good side. They were a very, very good side who came up against a very, very good Australia side, a decent India side. England was shy in and around that time. So what South Africa were doing, we're making a lot of semis, we're making a lot of finals. And unfortunately, we're coming up against a very, very good Australia side in 90% of it. And South Africa being full of South Africans who can be brash, who can be loud, Therefore, the way that other people retort to that, if you're going to be brash and loud and boast, then you line yourself up for criticism. And one of that, their criticisms were the fact that they choked. They just got beat by very good teams at the end of the day. And I think yeah. New Zealand, yes, my, I, I 100% agree with you. New Zealand are now a very good side, very, very good side, could get to a lot of semifinals and a lot of finals. But, I mean, arguably, you can argue the 2019 World Cup thing beat. But you look at, they've got beaten by normally the eventual very, very good team who are peaked at the right times in tournament. But because New Zealand are always underdogs and always yet yeah, whatever, they don't they're not brash, they're not shouty, they're not as a in general popular, they they don't they they're never going to be tagged with that because you can't really dislike them and in call, in order to call someone a choker you tend to have to want to dis or dislike Do do you think then that arguably be either because of political reasons or the fact that, you know, there's a lot of South African-born people move to other countries of the world, that it therefore almost makes New Zealand bigger chokers because at least they're able to pick their best 11 players. Whereas for a number of different reasons, so. what was that? Yeah. It's, it's interesting you say that, John, and, and, you know, I know we've been facetious in, t- in saying that, but when you look at how many playoffs India have been in, you could arguably say that they're also one of the biggest chokers because they've always got to semis and quarters. And yeah, I don't think they've won anything since 2011, I want to say. No. Yeah. Yeah. So that was brought up on telly, wasn't it? That was actually brought up in the interviews yesterday, yesterday, on Thursday, after it, that was brought up. How how can you say good in the group stages, but don't win knockouts? And and you could say that they, you know, I mean, you could go, you could go through pretty much a lot of teams and go, you know, you, 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 you've choked, but yeah, sometimes, sometimes, you know, unfortunately only team, only one team wins on the day. Yeah. Unless, I was, I was, I was just thinking the that. 2019 final. Yeah. I, I was just thinking that actually maybe you could just go round and round in circles forever because ultimately it, it, there are some very good sides in the world and on any given day, someone has to win and someone has to lose, you know? But yeah. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. Talking Talk, talking of yesterday, I don't know what you two were up to. I went to Cheltenham on a stag do, which was which was very enjoyable. I lost a lot of money and then won it all back on the final race of the day, which was the right result. So had a photo with AP McCoy. He's a lot. He's very tall for a jockey. Very That's tall. Thing you ever after? No, he must be. I bet he's five foot ten. <laughs> he, he's very very tall for a jockey. Well, most yeah. jockeys are tiny, aren't they? Yeah, most jockeys are really really small. I mean, it's but. I do like it when people say things like that. Or, you're tall for a midget. Like you, no, no one's that. ever said that. No one's ever said. But that. You know what I mean? Like you're you're such and such for a such and such. Like it's not. It, it's kind of a backhanded compliment that's really quite weird. And I don't know. It's strange. Do you I, look good now that you've had a haircut. Yeah, you very know, much like that. You, be, you, you look. You look a bit like a Lego man. <laughs> 
a bit like Mikel Arteta. You know where you've got the the yellow heads and then they do, you just clip that bit of hair on the top. That's yeah. Well, your screen's a bit fuzzy because I think my internet's not very good again today. Anyway, on to the I'm, second. I'm, I'm, I'm glad your screen's fuzzy because you look current. You currently look like one of them crime watch. Thank you. On to the second semi-final. So Ro- Robbo and we were going to move on to this conversation about role models and stuff. But Robbo was going to go absolutely off on one, and I'm kind of glad oh. that my internet broke because I think we just pissed a load of people off. But which I'd be quite happy to do again, by the way. Uh, no, no, we're not. We're not. We're not <laughs> going to go down that rabbit hole. But in terms of you know outward perception and you know if it's if we don't use the phrase role models or whatever, I think the way in which some of the Indian players were conducting themselves in that fielding innings was pretty fucking poor. Like the England lads were having to come off the bench and pick the ball up when it had gone to the boundary and throw it back. Like some, they just looked completely disinterested. They knew they were going to lose the game, and so they just wouldn't even go and field it. That Pandya, Surya Kumar Yadav did it a couple of times. Just really, really, really poor from them. When they are, you know, heroes, aren't they, to, you know, a billion people as the Indian national cricket side. Like, you, 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 you win with grace, but you also lose with grace, right? That's part of what cricket's about, and that's why people, that's why we love it so much. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a, a thing with sport contents come back and bite you on the off, and particularly cricket. The one good thing about cricket is, you're only as good as your next game kind of thing, or can only be perceived to be as good as your last game. Mm. So it was interesting before the game, they were talking about it on Sky, how England had been warming up for about 45 minutes, and India made a point of all arriving on the ground at the same time, looking sort of overly relaxed. I think it was that they were trying to say whatever, yeah. and they made a point of walking across the pitch, almost stopping the England warm-up that we're here, we're better than you. And obviously, if that, if that is the case, we didn't, I didn't see that it. That well. Then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what I mean. If, if you want to... It's one of the reasons why I've never been the sort of person to say a lot when I, when I bowl or say a lot when I play because you know you, you can be made to look an idiot very, very quickly in this amazing game that we all love and play that my view is, right, I'm, not, I'm just not going to say anything. So... Yeah. And and karma can be a bitch. So, yeah, we India are a very good side. England outbatted, outbowled, outfielded, outcoached, outplanned. We just just battered them in every single department. It was as like we said the other day, there was thirty six overs of a game, and England were the better side in thirty one of them. Yeah, yeah. It was only that last five overs of their innings when hard at Pandya played. What was quite ridiculous in it, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. England were just on a different level to India that day, and I think that you you look at their intent, everything. People can say, "Oh, they were just doing it as a whatever." It doesn't affect your warm up. Doesn't affect how you play. It affected how India started because they were shocking. England was straight on it with a new ball. India was shy. Huge. Have India almost lost their way in T Twenty? In terms of have have people, it, so I, I I had to listen to it. I couldn't watch it because I was out in meetings and stuff. But they heard Ravi Bapara was saying on TMS that England have now bypassed India. So in terms of their intent and the way in which they approach the certainly the power play, India seem quite happy to knock it around and try and get forty five. Whereas England are looking to get seventy. And you know have have India almost been leapfrogged by a couple of countries in the, in their approach to the game because 
India are seen now with the IPL, obviously, is almost the kings of T20 cricket globally, right? Well, long live the 100, right? Because that's, that's, that's the difference now. I mean, you know, India got the IPL and, and, and they can't win anything. And yeah, it's one of the biggest world tournaments, but yeah, they don't have anything to show for it. I mean, you know, they, they, they do have great sides and great players that play in that tournament. But yeah, as you say, the intent is just completely different. And maybe the hundred's a good thing. I don't know. You know, a lot of people were saying that, well, maybe the hundred's the difference for England at the moment, both from a, you know, an intent point of view and, and a form point of view. It's, it's interesting to to look at the two tournaments and then try and compare them. But as you say, England are just on a different level. And more importantly for me, how good was Hales? I mean, I don't think anybody's spoken about him. Everybody's talking about Josh Butler's innings. Mm. Hales was just unreal on the day. And, and yet he doesn't have a contract, which, you know, good or bad, I don't know. But he has a World Cup medal and Owen Morgan doesn't. I would not be happy at the fact that he has a World Cup medal. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I'm so pleased for him. It's going to be really, really interesting. I, do you know what? I've really enjoyed listening to the way that he's spoken in like post-match interviews and stuff. Like they've tried to almost poke the bear a little bit. Like everybody in every game when he gets interviewed, they always, you know, oh, you didn't, you know, you probably thought this opportunity wasn't going to come around a lot again. And it's almost like trying to bring up old, you know. And obviously, he's never going to, he's never going to bite. He's never going to talk about what's happened. And I, but I think he's he's handled himself really, really well from a media perspective. I think it's going to be really interesting now to see what happens to Alex in regards to does he stay in in and around. It'd be very difficult to drop him. I was going to say, you know, but it'd be it'd be it'd be interesting. Roy, I mean, Roy's 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 the you know flavor of the month. I mean, he's he's flying out to Australia, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, the one the big bash actually. I think he's no, he's going out. He's going out for the uh, he's going out for the one day. So, so so is Hales he not in the one day squad? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That That is, I will have to find out about that. But I, I, from memory, no, he's not. But, you know, there's been, there's been no chance for Jason to prove the fact that he's now found any kind of form. And no doubt he'll have been hitting a lot of balls at the Oval and, and whatever. But there's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing better than match practice, is there? So, you know, obviously Phil Salt's been out there. He might open up in the, in the one-day side. But, yeah, well, obviously there's no Bearstow either, is there? So I don't know if... If Alex maybe has been drafted in post that, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to we'll have to have that confirmed. But look, let's go. Let's get talking on to that. Talking of Bears, though, did you happen to see the news about Maxwell? <laughs> he's, broke, <laughs> he's broken his leg. Not not not. not he's well, he got be laughing two, about him breaking his got, leg. He's got hip and shoulder in the game of Aussie Rules in the garden. And got yeah, he no broke his way. leg. Yeah, yeah, they've said there's no alcohol involved. It was a friend's birthday party, and that's fifty. Apparently, yeah. they're playing a game of. Soccer or something in the back garden. Soccer, football. I said that one. Playing a game of football in the back garden, and or oh, some ball, and his mate's gone to tackle him, and he snapped his fibula. Oh geez. Jesus! That's one. Oh Christ! That's one of your big ones. That's at the top. No, Tib's your big one. Tib's your big one. Femur's Femur's the one you're. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, fine. But yeah, and his mate's fine. There's been no other sort of damage, but he broke his leg. Christ! Probably the well, same tackle that uh, Besto. He's <laughs> Your Honour. Oh, awkward. Awkward. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited to. So at Cheltenham yesterday, I called with Ed Chamberlain, the guy who presents ITV Racing, who we're going to get on the podcast. Loves his cricket. And uh, yeah, he's interviewing Johnny at the, the Tabs lunch that we're doing. He, he, he said he might ask him a, some, some leading questions just to see how that, how that comes out at the, at the 
the Christmas lunch that the three of us are going to, more of which we will talk about later. So yeah, look, today, I mean, Sam Curran, I've spoke about this a few episodes ago, and I, I actually called him out, didn't I, as my England player of the tournament to that point. He just got better and better and better with the ball. And I know that, you know, previously people have said, oh, I don't think he's up to it, and he's played a bit of test cricket and, and what have you, and he, he's almost the, the, the nearly man, but Crikey. I think I really think he deserves one of the tournament. I think he's been exceptional with the ball. So, you know, all the way through. Starting with five for ten. And then, you know, the, the, the spell today, but what was it? One for twelve or two for twelve? Two for twelve. In four overs in a World Cup final. That he, I mean he, he's different variations. Are, are unbelievable. Rashid was incredible. You know, we'll go through the bowling first, but those two, you know, the the way they've both bowled in the semi and the final, I think is is arguably won England two games. Considering yeah, he bad. wasn't originally in the squad, right? I mean, I think Topley was gonna. He, Topley was keeping him out. So, you know, I'm not saying it's nice to get injured, but Topley's injury sort of was a blessing in disguise and yeah. got him into the side. Both for both for his batting and bowling, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he, he performed in in all facets of the game. Uh, great to watch, and yeah, totally agree with you. Very well deserved player of the tournament and and man of the match in the final. Yeah. No. No. Right. No. Here we go. Robbo's no, so, a player of the tournament. Right. So just, so just so the listeners are aware, what Robbo's about to say is the biggest load of absolute buffoonery that anybody's ever heard in their entire fucking life. Robbo there's, there's, there's the joke one that Harry Brook should get man of the match, which, because if he hadn't smashed it, then he did smash it. Ridiculously hard that Shaheen Shahafridi had to break his leg trying to catch it. Then that result could have been very different. And... To be fair, that over where he, he genuinely looked like he was 112 years old trying to run into bowl. I mean, I all of a sudden I felt I'm athletic enough to be able to play international cricket here, looking at how he <laughs> ran into bowl. How Ben Stoke doesn't win man of the match is an absolute travesty in yeah. a game where bowlers have all performed well. Yes, Sam Curran was had the best figures. Ben Stoke stand out the difference in that game by by a mile. You'd you'd argue that Harris Ralph and Shane Charafidi, if it had stayed fit, may well have had similar figures to Sam Curran. If Shane Charafidi may have done Harris Ralph, I think got two for twenty two. Yeah, so double the amount of runs, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, but in a side, in a, when you're chasing, that more pressure's on. You've got a low score. Like off you go, but I, I I cannot understand how a bloke that is so much better in his discipline than everybody else on a bowler friendly. Don't get me wrong, I'm glad a bowler's got another match. I'm the I'm the person that normally sits here and jumps. I, I was about, I was about to say that you you are the bowler's champion. Like yeah, but in that, I cannot understand how Ben Stokes doesn't get another. And 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 he said that himself. Sam Curran said that himself. He went, I cannot understand how I'm here. When yeah. Ben Stokes has just played the way up. Talking of things so, aging a, well, a, a runner ball. Are you saying a runner ball is a good innings? Because that's I'm what saying ben in that situation. In that, not, in that situation, yeah. You can't look at we we had this conversation, didn't we? And it was about the fact when we were at, right at the start of the tournament when Jono said that David Aaron Finch was out of his depth, but David Milan was playing well, and we we saw some stats that said they were actually scoring a similar amount of runs at a similar strike rate. Aaron mm -hmm. Finch was winning game. If you win the game. It's a good innings. If you end up not out and win the game, you have played a good innings. That's 
that's just how it's, it's another works. one of those blessing in disguise with Milan out. Stokes has now filled that gap and he's now batting. I, I don't the way like that to say should. when I pick my team at the start of the thing that I'd have had Stokes at three and playing that role. But talking of things aging well, uh, <laughs> Eugene, Eugene, there's something that I, I, a wise man said only a few weeks ago. I think he was talking to you and I, Robbo, wasn't he? This he been. Oh, was it? Was it that Pakistan possibly qualified? Well, that no, no, not that, but also there was that thing. South about, Africa definitely beating the Netherlands. Yeah, no, there was that, but there was oh. also that thing. Who's that? Who's that fella? Who's the unpopular um, opinion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, what? Well, well, remind me, Robbo. What was it? What was? What I was think you said that Ben Stokes doesn't get in the England side. I think I that might have been it. Deserve his spot, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. And that wise, remind me who that wise man was Robbo. It was the follically challenged gentleman. Just to on the. To be fair, that does normally show good amounts of sense. Who the him? Follically challenged. Yeah. You look at all the people who came out of the pandemic. They're clever. Chris Whitty, follically challenged. Everyone so he's saying people I, are clever. I still think I still yeah. think he doesn't get in the side if he bats at six where he was when David Milan was in, right? He was he was always going to bat at four. He was we knew before the tournament he was going to bat at four. Well, why didn't he bat at four the for the when Milan was in? He was always batting at six. When, when Morgan Sorry. was yeah, he's got a good point. And when Morgan was there, oh. no, but the entire tournament he's batted at four. Yeah, and yeah. when did I have the conversation before the tournament? Right, unpopular opinion: Ben Stokes doesn't get in the side. Not because right. his position was not where he needed to be. Now, now I'm having a nibble, and Stokes is definitely in the side because Milan is never going to get back in. Because he's just one man of the match in the work. Well, he um, didn't. Sam Curran did. Oh, sorry, he should have been man of the match in the work. The, can I just say, the, <laughs> the, the, the one thing that I have called correctly about this in the entirety of the World Cup was I texted you two in our in our WhatsApp slugging it group earlier, and I said, "I am backing and not out from Stokes to win the game for full redemption from 2016." Yeah, has has today achieved that? I think you did. It achieved that long before today, but I think in terms of short format cricket, yes, it, obviously yeah. it has to. Uh, like the conversation we had about in the other week, you you don't just walk in as a 22 year old. But Harry Brook, for example, let's, let, let, Harry Brook's 23 years old. And him batting today with Ben Stokes, who's been through an ungodly amount of shit, he will have learned more. And Ben Stokes would have been talking him through. And people will say, well, he got him to, he got 20 up 23 and then got out. Yeah, he would have been. That was exactly when England just logged on, bang, bang, lost a couple of wickets. He walked out at number five and he, he didn't get the job done. He relied on Ben Stokes, did it at the other end. But he will have learned so much from that because. Yeah. Ben Stokes has learned from every single failure. That Carla Brathwaite over, smashing a bloke in the face in Bristol, smashing a door. That's a common theme. Punching a, a, a locker in, a, in whatever. He's been through adversity. Yeah. And I think the one big thing that I watched a, the Sky Sports documentary about the, the, the 2019 World Cup final yesterday. The one thing that I would take from Ben Stokes is he has looks as if he's just gone, fuck everyone else. I'm sorting myself out. Yeah. I'm sorting myself and my team out. And that's all he's bothered about. And you you look at how he is, his mentality and everything that goes by. He, he's not reliant on anyone else. He's not reliant on somebody somebody in a suit at the ECB to help him out and make sure he's done the right thing. He's not he's not mm. done that anymore. He takes now taking so much responsibility and that shows in his cricket. And for me, he's he's the best cricketer in the world at the minute 
What, um, what, what nightclub do you think him and Alex Hells are going to tonight? I can't wait. I can't wait. Obviously, Sam <laughs> Curran. Oh, this is something I do want to say. Sam Curran tonight photographed shagging a kangaroo or something fucking stupid, right? Because in three weeks, he will be being followed around now, the paparazzi, because every member of the England press will be lauding Ben, ben Stokes. They'll be lauding Sam Curran. They've already tried to tear ben, ben Stokes a new one, and they did it for a bit, and he's come back and with a big two-fingered salute and gone, fuck you all. So they'll need to pick on someone else. Sam Curran will be that target tonight. So I hope he's bladdered. I hope he falls in the freaking river, swims across, moons someone, just, I, I don't know, fingers a koala bear, whatever. Fuck them. <laughs> like, and it's on photograph. And then they try and, because they are going to try and pick on someone. In fact, It'll probably be Halesy again because he got he got one and got an absolute seed from Charlie and Charlie Freedy. But yeah. they'll find an easy target again. They'll they'll find a photograph of me and him where he was dressed in something like the last time, and and try and fuck him over in some way, just because he's an easy target. And God forbid that our press might support our team for a nip. I mean, the only hope the England team have got is that Harry Maguire will get arrested in Qatar for, <laughs> I don't know, whatever, holding his wife's hand or something fucking insane. I mean, so, I, I was going to say, Robert's just described my my Saturday there. There was the... Tell me, what, what you, you fingered a koala? <laughs> <laughs> what what outfits are you getting for your missus? <laughs> I... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I might text Sam in a minute and just go. Just by the way, we we we've called this out on the podcast. Please do not finger any koalas and get caught doing it because then <laughs> we're, we're gonna. It's gonna, look, it's gonna look like we're up. And we, we've. He might have already done it. He might have just nipped out the back of the MCG. <laughs> if I if hey, I get, oh, here's if I get, a trophy. If, get that upper kangaroo's arse. If I get a reply, sorry, saying, sorry mate, too late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> completing it, mate. Yeah, with a photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christ. Right, well, there's a, a little bit of silliness. But yeah, congratulations, England. Very, very proud. I think Robbo and I are. Eugene, probably still a little bit sore from the fact that South Africa didn't get through. But, you know, it, moved very, on. Very we time. lost to the French back. yesterday in the rugby. That's even worse. That's where I am. Didn't one of your best MPs mates just... stuff your country out? Right. Yeah, I thought you lost to no. Wayne Barnes yesterday. Yeah, we did lose to Wayne Barnes, yeah. Uh, yeah we're so not going to go down. He had his membership. This is a cricket podcast, club lads. Cricket club. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm asking if as he had his membership to your cricket club rescinded. Yeah, no, you said rugby club. <laughs> well, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, let us know how that goes. Uh, right, we're going to move on to well, we've got to we we should do cricket draft stuff first. I think shouldn't we? The cricket draft has now been completed. Obviously, I mean, I had, I had quite a good week. I went up twelve places. Probably helped by the fact that I actually picked a full squad for the game week seven, and so could actually accrue some points. But as I expected, with the conspiracy that's going on, I'm going to have serious words with Dante when we next see him. I've ended up last out of the three of us. Now, fortunately, we didn't agree any kind of forfeit for that because I, that would be squarely on my shoulders. Rob ended up 62nd, Eugene 67th, and I think I was 71st. So not great for any of us, really. None of us, not even on the first page. And there's 50 people on the first page. This isn't a first page of 10. This is a first page of 50 people. We didn't get anywhere fucking near it. No. Shite, weren't we? Yeah. How can anybody take us and this podcast seriously? You know, we claim to talk about cricket and know something about cricket. 
if people are taking us seriously, then they're not actually listening to what we're talking about, are they? Right. That's, that's, not, none of us have ever claimed to know anything. We just like talking about it. Yeah, yeah. But there have been some people who've done very, very well, people who know a lot more than us. So joining us at the Lord's Taverners Christmas Lunch on December the 5th, which is a Monday, Congratulations, George Butler. You are the number one ranked individual in the Slogging It Fantasy Cricket Draft League. So you, we will get in touch with you about the ticket and then also the T20 kits. Dante O'Reilly will be joining us and also then has access to two tickets at Full Hospitality at Lords. And Chris Dixon will be joining us and we'll get a cool piece of signed memorabilia ben ellis 30 percent off anything woodstock for a year jamie mcdonald 25 percent. steve hazeldine he gets 20 percent off anything woodstock for a 12 month period mark pitt who i think is quite good at all this kind of stuff he's had a, another decent result he's come seventh he gets a case of wine from play the wine card worth around 130 pounds and kieran rayner has finished in eighth and he has won a hundred pound voucher to Raw Bistro in Southwest London. So congratulations to all of you guys. I'm going to try and find someone who can build me some kind of algorithm to be better at this kind of stuff because obviously we'll be doing them again next time a tournament or anything similar rolls around. The biggest winner this week, Ahmed Tariq, came up 15 places. That was the, when we were looking through that earlier, I thought, please give me something. Please just let me be a link the week's biggest winner because then I would have had something over you two. Rather than being the whipping boy. No. Cheers, Ahmed. The biggest loser, Rohan D'Souza, minus 17 places. So, yeah. Nightmare. Can we talk about how many points my mother got? In total? Didn't she? No, I think no, she... no, no, no. No, this week. Oh, minus, minus 17, wasn't it? I, I mean, that is, that is awfully impressive. It's impressive. Minus I don't know how you do. I'm going to have an awkward side now. I, I didn't even select a side. And I see what's scored. happened. I see what's happened. She hasn't actually selected a side. Right. And the only two players she had playing were Liam Livingston and Alex Hale. Oh, Liam Living- Livingston. Living- <laughs> oh, my God. So Livingston would have got minus 80 for his, for the one over he bowled. Minus 18 he ended up with. And Hale's he got one. So there you go. Minus 17. Done. Yeah, because so you, you get. She's not changed her team very often, my mother. Is he got, got put- two West Indians in it. Of oh, course. I think if they go if they go an economy of fourteen or above, then it's minus forty. And if it's your captain, that obviously doubles up. But then he took three catches, didn't he? Yeah. So but he, he got twenty back for the three yeah, catches, and he got sixty back for that. Did he get any room? One not out. One not out. There you go. So there's two points for it. A couple of other things that we, well, one more thing I really want to mention. So, the, so obviously everything that we do with the tabs, one of their award winners from this year from the Super Ones, Ryan had his 14th birthday on Thursday. So Mark's asked me to give him a, a shout out. We listened to him. He obviously collected his award. And then Maria, his mum was, was one of the ladies. She, she got up and had a, a chat on the stage and, you know, just talking about the, the amazing stuff that, he, you know, the, the Super Ones and the different Taverners programs give to the, it's not only the kids that they help, but the families as well, like, you know, you know, a bit of time to themselves and what have you. So happy birthday, Ryan. And yeah, we look forward to seeing you again soon. Right. We're going to have to start thinking about other things to talk about now. So I was, I heard someone complaining on the radio the other day about there being too many drinks breaks during these T20 games, you know, people running on with, and it's all, they, they use it for messages now and the, the umpires have actually done well to, to kind of stamp, stamp down on it throughout this world cup and they seem to be doing better than that. But it made me think, 
what are the best drinks that we've experienced when playing cricket? What's the best thing to drink on a hot day? Beer. Does it have to be a hot day? All right, on any on any day. But when you're playing, you can't you can't have a beer halfway through an innings, huge. But not unless yeah. it's a second innings. It's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. To be okay. fair, so, you, didn't, so you didn't say what cricket week drink accepted. No, not yeah. cricket week. Okay, in a cricket league week. game league game environment. What the drink of choice? <laughs> you two are absolute buffoons. Come on, take it seriously. You're knobheads. I'm I'm getting orange, orange yeah. squash, orange squash. Simple. I agree. As long as it's not too strong. Some cricket just, club basically pour neat corn. Yeah, you get yeah. diabetes after but the first sip. Yeah, just just orange, not orange and mango, orange and. Pine. I don't. I'm, or, I'm a bit. I think an orange is it should be the mainstay. Now you can go like orange and mango, orange and peach, like. Uh, yeah, a yellow, yellowy orange based drink. I'm not a fan of like an apple and blackcurrant. The best yeah, drink same. I've ever had was during a preseason friendly. It was three degrees and they bought a soup. Amazing. Amazing. During drinks. It was fucking yeah, incredible. Cool. Oxford University, well done. It was unbelievable. And it was mine. It was so cold. And we had a drinks break every step of us and they bought us soup. It was probably playing at Oxford, the parks at Oxford University, University yeah. like Harrods soup as well. Yeah. Like Campbell's or Heinz, is it? Let's be Actually, honest. I mind it. I want to mind it. I, I, to be fair, it was warm and wet and it was, God knows, they literally what? someone, someone what, got Are we still talking about cricket? Yeah. What, what about, what, what about Bovril? Thoughts on, you see? Bovril. Yeah. Big, big fan. Big fan. Do you know Bovril what Bovril goes on is? toast? Bovril goes on toast. It does no, not go in a drink. Bovril is a drink, you clown. No, it's not. Bovril You're thinking of Marmite. You're thinking of Marmite. You're thinking of Marmite. No, no. Is there a Bovril I'm, paste I'm... now? What do you mean, Bovril paste? Yes, it comes in the same tub as a Marmite jar. Oh, yeah, no, well, that must that. be a new thing. Paste. See, see, this is because you're a foreigner. Robbo and I know Bovril as Bovril, and it's a, a warm, warm drink. A warm meat-based drink. Yeah, it used to be delicious. I used to when I was a, when I was a kid. I used to go down to Notts County. Yeah, and that was when they were still. Yeah. And I used to have a tenner. I was fourteen, fifteen, and that got me my train ticket. It was like something like two pound. A bovril and a burger was three pound, and my ticket in was five pound. Perfect tenner done. It was amazing. I used to look so look forward to that bovril. Unfortunately, then I developed onto alcohol. Yeah, which had an equally as warming effect. So, so, so when he when he discovered alcohol, he used to bunk the train, climb over the side gate where no one see him getting in, and he used to yeah, yep. didn't worry and about drink the, a beer jacket on because it was cold. Still, still pretend I was under sixteen, so my ticket was a fiver. Yeah, <laughs> too far. It was great. You're at that point where you could play the age card depending on what you wanted to do. Unfortunately, gentlemen, I have to tell you that you're both wrong on the drinks side of things. So this year, to my absolute delight. On a stinking hot day, I can't remember where we were. It might have been Audsall Bryden, but they brought out like ice cold, but perfectly mixed. You know, like you don't want it too sweet, like you said, you don't want it too watery. Just like a perfectly mixed Vimto. No shit, shit. It was unbelievable. Well, I- I'm going with Robbo because I don't even know what it is. What the hell it's is like a shit blackcurrant drink. It's like a mixed. No. It's not blackcurrant. It's like a mixed fruit. It's it's unbelievable. Any, it's like it's like ride on acid. It's it's brilliant. Any drink that's thing. not orange is no. not good. 
Ribena. Ribena. Don't even like Ribena. Do it properly and have a Ribena. Right. Okay. Well, look, listeners or listener. No, I think we've got at least. I think we've got at least two regularly now, haven't we? Um, uh, I'm hoping you. We're two. Yeah, because I normally <laughs> listen to it, right? Yeah. Let us know. Let, what is your preferred drink of choice? Whilst and if you drink Bovril or put it on toast. Yes. Let us know about that. You, you know, get the feeling that Do if we mean... say no, there's loads of South Africans listening to this now, so they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, brew. We put it on toast." And <laughs> where it's actually anybody with any sense who's English. I'll be like, no, it's a drink. The I next, then advice to all the South Africans that do listen for that accent that he just did. Because what do you mean? I was going to say that accent might get you into the England side. Because you, <laughs> however, his cricketing ability definitely wouldn't. Yeah. Wow, wow, that is unnecessary. To be fair, the accent was on a par with his cricketing abilities. <laughs> right, Ro- Robbo, you might you might get cancelled if you're not careful, mate. You might get you might get ostracised from the. To be fair, it's a good for the mood I'm in. It's a good job I haven't had that rant about role models because I, 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 be, I might be being banned from any kind of social media. Right. Okay. So then, obviously, if we've done cricket drinks, we then have to discuss cricket teas, and we want people to let us know what are the best cricket teas they've ever had. Right. So you know, not it's normally away games, like because you have your you. I mean, teas don't really exist anymore, do they? But hopefully, one day they'll come back. But it's normally, I've always found out away grounds, it tends to, you tend to like just have favourite away tea. So like when I was playing in Surrey, playing for Wimbledon, there was a Normandy Cricket Club. Unbelievable, like fresh, like freshly made scones with fresh cream on them and all that. And, you know, just like, just loads of really good, you know, I, I sometimes think when you get a bit of hot stuff, a cricket tea, and it's not just like cold pizza and stuff. Like if you get some hot stuff where people put the effort in, that's amazing. Like Sunbury, they do your burgers and hot dogs and chips and stuff. It's epic. What, what are you two? What, any any particular favourites from you two? Home ground, Twickenham. We do very very good lasagna and mulber pudding. So How much? Lunch. I, I I have had I have had a, a tea at Wimbledon. Uh, sorry, at Twickenham. I've never played against them, but I did go down to watch a friend of mine who used to play for them. And just and just and you I, know. And I just yeah, he went in for tea. Yeah. It was delicious. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So our teas, our it home was, teas, however, away. Away grounds, Ealing. They do a braai. And tea time. And they do it properly. Yeah. Yeah. So that proper incredible grilled. How much yeah. is your match tax? It's free, right? We don't pay away, right? So it's free. Yeah, yeah they definitely. Must they, must have a man. they must have a man mm. that's getting some. A I man. Mean, probably, you, your braai is probably rat meat or something for how much like, they get teas in early. One question. Sorry, just before you go on to yours, Robbo. What the hell is mulva pudding? Have you never had mulva pudding? It's a what is it? Pudding. It's... Does that look like the face of a man that's had mulva pudding? Never even heard of it. It's, I mean, like, it's like sticky little... toffee pudding, except better. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I've had fucking plenty of that. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what I do? What? Robbo says, does that look like a man who's had mulva pudding? No. But does it look like the face of a man who's had plenty of puddings in his time? 100% yeah. <laughs> I, I am the king. Of eating sticky, sticky toffee pudding. Stiffy. Oh, <laughs> I mean, things have taken a I'm turn. The king eh? of eating stiffies. Oh, what? I thought I thought some current finger in a koala was going to be the clip <laughs> I was going to use, but I think, think me, me, me eating plenty of stiffies is going to end up on the uh, all over the internet. Robbo, what's your favourite tea? Favourite tea? Obviously, the ticket, the teas at Papa used to be very good. My mother used to do them. Obviously, the best I've ever had. <laughs> Wollerton Cricket Club. Yeah, a few years ago now. I had a, a guy that I used to play, play with. Uh, Some was called 
uh, Tom Savile. He actually went down a bit, played a bit for Surrey second team, played down in, in the Surrey League and Middlesex League for a bit. She was unbelievable. The tea there was fantastic. And like you say, lovely mix. I like an open sandwich or slash half a sandwich when you get like just one side on a nice roll, half a nice roll with a good filling on top. They used to do plenty of those. And then a selection of pastas. Pa- See, pasta, I've never been that bothered about. Lovely bit of pasta. And she also didn't always did the mother load of it, which there was so much for you. You basically had one, a giant bowl of eat yeah. by the time you'd finished. And then Justin, I'm not really a sweet person, but just a lovely selection of cake mm. for afterwards. Obviously, win the toss, bowl, fill your boot, like go in, work hard, and then good. And, and the other thing, and the other thing that is vital for teas, and not enough cricket clubs think about this or have thought about this, obviously not anymore. Give us a decent sized fucking plate. Don't give us tea plates. Like that is not big enough. You're feeding, do more food, proper sized plate, please, and proper cutlery. Get rid of the plastic shit. Because all that happens is throng off that fork. When I try and get my pasta out, we'll snap. And then some poor fighters getting that in a tooth. <laughs> aren't they? It's just the, the the things that surround teas aren't necessarily always the food. I think there's a lot more around tea, like a nice flow of people. I used to hate it when people do put it on a pool table. You can't get enough people around a pool table to to make it a nice flow. Get a few trestle tables. What's a pool in a cricket out. club? Sorry, not a bar. What's a pool table doing in a cricket? Well, club? yeah, but you see a lot of places that do it. They put the tea on the pool table. No, you can only get three people on each side. There's, there's 25 blokes trying to get feed here. Robbo, I thought we'd agreed no ranting today. No, I'm just saying. You ask what's important in a tea. I'm saying it's, 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 it's like when you go to a restaurant. When you go to a restaurant, it's like you want a nice ambiance. 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 Yeah, I'm still not there's a French fan. So much fan. that goes into it. No, I, think so people, I, I think one thing that people can send in. What's the most important thing about a tea other than the food? For example, tea. A cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, good. Is there is it a good quality cup of tea? Is it them useless little tiny old china mugs, or do you get a mug? So we want we want to we want to find out the best mug. We basically want to find out okay the best things the 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 core ingredients of a good tea, but also we need need people to come in and tell us where these good teas are because one day we might we might end up doing a road show where we actually go and visit these clubs and we just get them to make us a tea, just a tea meter. Yeah, because then we can. Then we can, we, can have, yes. we can have like a we, we can have like a competition where we go and try these teas and sit, and then we can have like a national tea champion, slugging a tea champion. I must over over the years that I played at Wimbledon, and I feel like you're going to back me on this, Robbo, because if, it might be the first time ever on slugging it that you've agreed with me. There's myself and I called Mark Costin, who plays for the, does a lot for the Times, good cricketer. Over the years that we played together, we figured out that on the teas, for some reason, there was only ever one piece. Of millionaire shortbread, right? Yeah, again, that is a vital part of a good tea. But it was a, it was about this big, right? But there was one pi- one piece of it every week. So somehow, whenever we were playing at home and fielding first, one of us would always manufacture it so that we were fielding close to the <laughs> the boundary. This would be good, right? After the last after the last balls been let go of, right? You've never seen anybody, whether it was me or Mark, move so fucking quickly in your life, sh- kicking you sh- kicking our shoes off as we were running up the stairs. Right. And obviously, as the home team, you have to let the away team eat first. 
but I'd just go in and we'd go in and ruse like we were taking the cling film off or whatever, but we'd just like siphon this one piece of, you know, and we shared it every, every second week we, we split it in half and share it. But what are you doing? Only putting one of something out. That's an absolute disgrace. You can't yeah. do that. Terrible. Terrible seed. I mean, it will, it will be interesting because what I know it's obviously down where you guys play. Sometimes do you have a, do you, do you, Used to play all well, that full day cricket, so you might have had a lunch. You have a lunch. You'd have a lunch and a tea, yeah. Yeah. So mm. that again, I mean, if we're talking about awards, that I mean, it sounds like a full day of eating to me, which I'm a fan of. I mean, this is this is, gonna, this is this is going to have to be when we've all finished playing, though. If like we're going to commit to this, it's like a full season of Saturdays where we go and have a tea at a ground, different places here yeah. around There's the country. Reason I wanted to play first team cricket. Then we have an annual champion. If you two don't want to stop playing cricket, I'm uh, listeners for your guard. I'm more than happy to to come to your ground and try your tea. And what? Just send me a nude photos. Yeah, sounds ideal. I'll, I'll go anywhere, do anything. I mean, yeah, I'll probably have to bring a child or a dog, like one of the two. But I, I will happily take that if you want to provide them with a small amount of food and sort of entertainment area. Please, please do. But for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Get in touch and let us know who's going to feed Robbo next. Basically, basically is what yeah. this turned into. Um, I was watching a thing. Where's this week Wally? Where's called... Robbo this week? Yeah, I was watching a thing that was like it's called Beard Beard versus Food. And it's a chap that goes around doing all these food challenges, and he's very very funny. But I, I can see a, I can see a, a TikTok page coming here of me going around various different cricket grounds. I yeah. tell you what, if it does go big and I get invited to a first class ground, can you imagine? Some of them. I've, are... had, t- I've had lunch and tea at Lords. That, yeah. that is a special, special event. You get like you can one, get like fillet steak when you're playing. Like it's mad. I funny story. Uh, one of the lads, I will be the judge on that. One of the MCCYCs down there. We used to do twelve man, and there was two lads that were doing twelve man. One lad was called Will Gidman. Had quite a uh, long career with Durham and Boster and Worcester. Kent for a bit. Was it not and Worcester? And then there was another lad called Freddie Clocker, who was uh, Danish and was a captain of a uh, Denmark team for a bit. Was a wicket keeper. Again, a very, very good cricketer. But in, this is the year before I got there. So 2004, those two are doing 12th and 13th man. Anyway, as it turns out, what you used to do was you used to do a session each of 12th man, then swap over. Freddie clearly misinterpreted this event. He's doing 13th man before lunch. Players come off into the lunchroom. And you can go around as many times as you like. Lord, It is incredible. There's three food like, like massive food stations of mains. They do a thought like starters and you... It's like going to a high-end restaurant. Anyway, Freddie's in there, just in best dress. Players go in, he waits around, then in, bang, at the end. First first main call, bang, hooves it up. Does like his snack, Fred. As a look around, yeah, bit of pasta there. Second main call, boah, that one goes down. Obviously, because he's had to wait a little bit for the main players to have theirs, he's only started 20 minutes into lunch. So... All of a sudden, he's there. Third, third thing comes over, massive plate, lasagna or whatever it was. He's midway through like that. Here's the bell go. He's like, Sam, I'm 13th man. No one's going to want anything for a bit. Goes, gets himself two pudding off the side, like down there like that. All of a sudden, Kiddo walks in. Freddie, what the fuck are you doing? You're on. <laughs> 30,000 people at Lord's. Place delayed because Freddie sat in the tea room in a pair of shorts and <laughs> t-shirt, got a belt into the changing room. Freddie's surname is Clocker. 
and there is a Jeff Boycott was doing the commentary and all the players are on the pitch. I stood there looking up, waiting, going, where's this guy? Where's the, where is this bloke? Freddie goes trotting down the stairs and Boycott on commentary just goes, ah, oh, he's had a clocker. It <laughs> <laughs> was like a bit of a thing. That the next year I joined the YC and obviously it was the 2005 Ashes. England decided they didn't want the MCC YC's as 12 man, hence why they got Gary Pratt a penny and yeah, yeah, all yeah. these guys yeah. doing it. But in the Bangladesh series, just before that, we were still doing it. And there were still strict rules about what time you had to have finished lunch. And he <laughs> went out, bless him, and fit on like three mains, two desserts, and probably three stars, knowing Freddie. He went out and had to feel for a session. Oh, God. <laughs> in what was quite a warm summer. And he, he just got him rinsed. And they made him, like, fair for like Michael Vaughan, I think it was, as captain or whatever, literally made him do. Fine leg to fine leg. You're, you're doing full width. It was it was hilarious. Amazing. Before we go, update on Tashgate. You will see it's, it has departed. We, you've got we, mutton chops now by the looks of things. No, <laughs> that's like just a bit that's greying in the fact that yeah, you've well, got yeah. pixelated ah, head, huge. Yeah. So plenty, plenty of it is greying. But yeah, it's gone. We raised £70 for the taverners. So, you know. Strong okay. work. De- Strong decent. Work. Well done, Jono. Thank you. I mean, I don't really I'm gonna know come, I'm going to come and take you beard trimmers off charge again sometime but yeah look the the world cup has, has come to a close what a tournament it's been i think you know if you're in robbo's camp you'd say it was a bit of a bowlers world cup which i think is healthy i think it was good to see the bowlers actually get a little bit of a a, a go and a chance to actually you know rather than just being dispatched to all areas england brilliant you know the only only country ever to hold both white ball world cups at one time which is male well. Male. Male, rather. Yeah, sorry. The juggernaut that is Australia in the women's game, you know, they'll, they'll, people do well to beat them for a long, long while to come yet, you'd think. But yeah, very enjoyable. Obviously, these shorter episodes have been really enjoyable, catching up with the boys a little bit more often. We're obviously going to go back to probably once weekly now. We've got some amazing guests coming up. But boys, it's been, it's been really enjoyable doing a bit more with you. Eugene, I will see you tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. Eugene and I will be going down to London to spend the afternoon with the Lord's Taverners just to just to sort out some of the more ex- more exciting stuff that we'll be able to bring you about the partnership with them and, and what you know how we can get you guys a bit more involved. But yeah, thanks guys. It's been, it's been emotional. Yeah, congratulations to England and uh, congratulations to all our prize winners. And I'm looking mm. forward to meeting the three chaps at the dinner. Actually, and obviously the uh, our sort of special listener that purchased the other ticket. Yes, um, Jonathan Evans. John, Jonathan, I'm look, looking forward to, to a good, what should be a good day out with a nice group of people, for, all for a very good call. Lovely. Huge. You later. <laughs> I'm okay. not saying congrats to England. Sod that. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It's all fun and games until you get knocked out in the group stages. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which is yeah. what the England football team will probably do. Three weeks. But hey, look, we all know that South Africa are never going to lose to the Netherlands. No, not again. Not not going to happen. Not 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 again. Not again. Not to give them some more players. South South Africa B beat South Africa A, or some of my friends are referring to it as South Africa A beat South Africa B because they're better (laughs) sides. Yeah. Right. Until next time. Take care, guys. See you soon. Podcast Network.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.